Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. He might have 37 seconds. The fight is e equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, this gentleman is Ben Milner. Ben is a construction project management professional with nine years of experience managing electrical construction projects. These include projects in the high-tech, industrial, data center, commercial, and public sectors with lump sum cost plus guaranteed maximum price in integrated project delivery contracts. Benjamin is currently a site manager with Rosenden, the electrical contracting industry's largest employee-owned firm, where he oversees 30 office employees and 420 field personnel. He earned an MBA from the ASU's W.P. Carey School of Business uh, in 2015 and a BS in construction management from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 2009. Ben, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Listen, finding your frequency, it's always been about the journey. It's the how and the why. Uh, construction. How did you get into construction? Construction. I grew up in small town Nebraska, and when I was in junior high, I started doing construction projects, working for my neighbor. He owned a little construction business, did yard irrigation, built grain bins, all that kind of stuff, Nebraska kind of construction. Uh -huh. And I was always the kid playing with Legos or, you know, those kind of things always growing building up. Something. Yeah, exactly. Those are those were my interests. The maths were my interests, things like that in school, uh, science, you know, that was kind of my path. And Stay then in my, school, kids. STEM. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> yes, we could get into that, go a long ways into that. But my sister actually had a friend who was in construction management, the average kid, right? In high school or junior high, he, they don't know construction management. They see buildings go up, and they think the only thing that happens out there are guys are right. hitting Everybody nails with, with hammers, right? And... But my sister's friend, she brought me in. She showed me the college in Nebraska and kind of showed me what the opportunities were. This was 2004 when I was shown this. You know, industry was pretty strong back then, very, yeah. you know, you know, it was progressing fast. The economy was great and, you know, saw a lot of opportunities. And I was like, eh engineering do i want to sit behind a computer all day nothing against those guys they do a killer job for what they do but that wasn't going to be <laughs> my jam and architecture i'm i'm not that uh designy or creative mm -hmm. probably so i kind of found that happy medium that sent me on my way through construction you or, seem like a hands-on kind of guy you know not yeah. built for behind a desk yeah you know? I, I we still spend a lot of time behind a desk but we <laughs> yeah. get we get our time out in the field we right. get we get I, to see I things think, happen i think we have some synergies on you know medium. what what we do for like what i do for voice america uh -huh. and what you do for rosenden is I'm, I'm very similar i i'm i'm a techie guy but i can't sit behind a desk too much but i have to for some things and so i completely understand how that is and yeah. i love getting out in the field that's my favorite thing love to do getting so. out in the field right right <laughs> yeah so the largest employee-owned firm, 
Uh, tell us a little bit about Rosenden Electric and how you got there. Uh, so Rosenden, so kind of the story of how I got to Rosenden is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. So I graduated in 2009, and what happened in 2009? It was bad. The it construction bad. industry was real yeah. bad, right? So uh, the market was kind of crashing back then, right? Construction kinda. was coming down, kind of bad. <laughs> you know, it kind of hit the Southwest especially, you know, hard. But uh, how to a reference or a, somebody in my network who got a job with Rosenden at the time. They were building the Maricopa County South Court Tower downtown here, and they were looking for people. And luckily enough, I got my name in there, and eventually when the project got up to the point where they needed another employee, uh, you know, used that reference, got on, you know, used yeah. my network and got mm-hmm. on out here. And, you know, ever since, that's kind of how the history What did started. you start out doing when you were there? Uh, what was kind of like your foot-in-the-door job? Uh, project assistant. I mean, so when you're doing that, you're managing all the drawings that the workers use out in the field. You're answering, you're helping them answer questions. You're going through what materials they need to put in where and helping them know when to do it. So you're kind of doing all the ground level activities. And you're learning from a mentor, obviously, if you're the uh, production assistant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're learning from somebody. Yes, Uh, absolutely. Good person to teach you and train you your, your job. Yeah, we had a, a couple people, you know, more senior people, probably, you know, towards maybe kind of the middle end of their careers. Uh, they're project managers who teach people like us, the entry level people. They have, you know, the knowledge and skills from years and years of building projects, and they're showing you what to do. You're basically doing all their dirty work, uh, get, getting the job done so that they can go answer questions from the owner and the general contractors. Oh, radio intern. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there you go. The ones who actually do stuff. Yeah, right, that's exactly. what we say. Right. Yep. Yep, the other guys already earn their stripes. We're, so. You know, we attend <laughs> meetings and negotiate, and mm-hmm. they're actually, you know, putting stuff in place. Right. Yep. Right. Excellent. So, you know, one of the things I thought was cool in uh, in your bio, you guys are talking about uh, building high-tech industrial and data center type uh, projects. And, you know, being in the Southwest and in Arizona and being in, you know, such an arid climate and, and the way that, you know, we are and then working from an electrical company, um, how difficult is it for you guys to plan out some of those projects uh, that have and require that much electricity? You know, I know data centers are huge energy hogs and then, you know, they seem like they're popping up left and right here in Arizona and my, my thought is always like, how are they how are they powering these? How are they cooling these? You know, um, because I guess, you know, Arizona not having earthquakes or tornadoes or any of that, it's a great prime place. But how do you get over those hurdles with the uh, energy consumption? Yeah, I, having the nuclear power plant close <laughs> definitely helps in this area. There are a lot of other, you know, natural resources. They have a lot of gas plants in the valley here. Power is not a problem uh, and land's not a problem. Those are the, the big things developers are going to look for is, you know, can they get reasonably priced land and do they have access to enough power? So once they find, figure those two out, the this climate is pretty good. You really don't want the the more moist climates. Those right. are actually worse for the data centers. It's harder to cool those. Mm-hmm. Um, so down here, they actually have a, a little bit of an advantage. So, But the two big things are, do they have access to power? Can they right. get land for a reasonable price? And, you know, is there a fiber backbone in the area? Yeah, and I guess from a technology perspective, um, cooling air is really just the idea of pulling moisture out of it. So if you already have dry air, yep. then it would probably be more efficient. What's all, I guess, for you guys? You guys have to figure all that out as electricians, right? Uh, I mean, we have to... <laughs> 
get the power there, but that's what the engineers do. They're going to tell us, you know, here's what you need. They'll, they'll, our company will do design build. So there are opportunities where we'll actually des design the mechanical electrical systems and be involved in that. But a lot of the times, you know, the big tech firms, your, your big social media networks and the people who are really building the infrastructure right now, they have their own proprietary systems for how mm -hmm. they like to build their data centers. And we go out there and we get it done and we get it done fast. Build it. Yep. Build it. Yep. So is there, is there a, a focus for the company in the overall or? No, we, we're on, broad. We'll go to all industry sectors. Uh, here, it, so our headquarters are in San Jose, California. So that really gets us in with a lot of those tech companies, you know, the hardware and the software guys, you know, either way, we're, we're big with them. But here in the Southwest, we have a, a major, you know, region right here and our office is in Tempe. But we really leverage those relationships out of the Bay Area because they're building here around town. I mean, people know about the big semiconductor industry down yeah, here. Right. You do see the data centers popping up everywhere, but we'll also do commercial, we'll do public. We'll, we like to do, you know, the SkyTrain at Sky Harbor. We like yeah, to get Tempe, into that kind the, of stuff. This area right here where we're in in Tempe is like, uh, it seems just booming. It's crazy because, you know, I've been at Voice America for 15 years. I literally watched, like, Tempe oh, Town yeah. Lake get built, Being built, right? And then we watched all these little buildings start popping up and skyscrapers and all that. And now it it, it has this uh, it has this really cool, you know, feel of, you know, like, tech-centric mm -hmm. college right. area now that it didn't yeah. used to have when I was growing up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. There's a huge migration of those people coming from the Bay Area. You know, the lower cost of living, a lot of tech startups are coming here. ASU Skysong. There's a lot of opportunities for new companies in this area. So you'll you'll see it keep those kind of things keep growing. A lot of opportunity down here. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So, do you have any personal goals uh, with the company? Uh, you know, I'd like to get to the executive level someday. You know, right now I'm still learning and growing. I've been through, uh, you know several different changes over the 10 years I've been here. Uh, I've done some tr time on the road for the company because we, we build those partnerships with our clients sure. and they'll ask us to go to a new region, set up shop and build their buildings, you know, as well and as fast as we can. Uh, but, I, uh, you know, that, that's a good question. Kind of the, where do you want to go? And I think right. that kind of ties into where do we stand right now in the industry? Because, we have a lot of people right now who are the entry level people because of the way the economy's picked up. And there's kind of this gap of people, you know, kind of a little bit older than me. I'm in my early 30s, but kind of a little bit older than me and a little bit younger that I think that when the right. economy took that downturn, we kind of missed almost like a generation of people. <clears throat> so then you have this huge group of people that are approaching the retirement age. Yep. And those are the executives and those are, you know, the industry leaders right now. And I think there's some, some nervousness around them. They're looking for who's that next generation right. going to be. So people like myself, we have those opportunities in the next five to 10 years. They're going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of opportunity in our yeah, industry for growth. Like um, so I think, you know, I'm kind of going to have to see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah. Do I have a specific goal right now uh, floating around my head? <clears throat> Not exactly, but I think there's going to be some opportunities present themselves. And, you know, my job is to position myself and position our company to the point where we still have the work to sustain ourselves. And I have the knowledge and capability to fill that role when X, Y, or Z executive takes a step up and that person fills his shoes and I got to fill that person's shoes or whatever sure, the sure. path may be. Yep. So the eyes on the prize. Yep. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Learning and growing for sure. Excellent. If I would have been like, I'm going to own it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna own the. Well, gonna I do. Own the whole I do thing. own it. I technically exactly. do. Own and that was it. my <laughs> next question. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so with the ownership, I, I, how does that 
Yeah, what's the experience there? I mean, do you find that more people like, yes, love to be here, want to see this company grow because everybody owns a piece? Or what's your experience with that? Definitely. There's a shared mindset of we all win together, we mm-hmm. all lose together because that's the way to, you know, financial, you know, motivation. It's a good thing. And an employee stock ownership program, there's a lot of them around the country. And actually, a lot of construction firms are this way, but not as many on the subcontractor side, like us being electrical, but it really does grow that, you know, that continuity and that team aspect because we see the results. We see, you know, it's basically a retirement program and you're saying, hey, it needs to be there when mm-hmm. I retire, right? Sure. I'm, I'm pretty young. I had a lot of years before I can touch that stuff, but we need to, everybody needs to put their, you know, their best foot forward so sure. that it'll be there. But it definitely creates a a team mentality and you see it in most things we do love it yeah that's pretty cool it's awesome it's awesome uh, i i definitely like the idea of everybody taking on that ownership mentality yeah uh you know company has almost has to be successful as long as everybody has that attitude so yeah i think right. if you have a uh you know a player in the game then you want to succeed no matter yeah. what you know chips yeah, in definitely for sure. So uh, moving forward, uh, tell our audience what you'd like them to to know about you in the company. About myself? Uh, could personal, business level, you know, what do you, why you, why are we talking today? What's your, what would you like to see happen or would you, what do you want people to know? So things that I think are interesting in our industry right now, I think that's something that people might be interested in. Kids who are in high school, kids who are thinking about going to college, I think that's an important place where if, if I had to promote something for our my company in specific and the industry, if you look at, you know, the big question I get asked a lot, because I went to school twice, right? right <laughs> so right. people ask, should I go to college or should I get a graduate, postgraduate degree or, you know, what should I do? And I'm, and there's no answer to that, right? If, if you told somebody go to get a college degree, I think that you'd be crazy to answer that. There's you got to answer 10 more questions before you can get to the answer to that question. But, you know, people look at the financial aspect of college and obviously, you know, student loans are going to be one of the biggest problems coming up in the future for America, right? That's where a lot of our debt is centered. But you look at my industry, you know, we're in electrical contracting. A kid can go in when he's 18 and they can make a decent wage. And after five years, they'll be making more than the average kid coming out of college and they'll have no student debt they'll have a good job where if they put their best foot forward, there is a lot of upside right. when you are mm-hmm. in a trade. And I think that's where a lot of that focus needs to be is that our industry needs to move more towards marketing that. There are opportunities here. There's leadership opportunities. It's not just, hey, you're going to be the guy. You're going to be working you know, on a roof all day for the rest of your life. It's, right. hey, you don't you don't have to go to college to become a leader in any right. industry. You it's can not you can spend take forty thousand a year yeah. to have this opportunity. And I obviously yeah. I'm a proponent for that as well. Yeah, I but did you can also myself, you right? can also take a kind of I think um, you know like a hybrid approach to that model as well. Where you know yeah you you get out of high school and you're like all right I'm going to start working I'm going to get some uh, experience behind me. But then you know it's like all right well you know it's not a lot of time to take one night class. Right. You get right. done with work. You start that process of taking a night class. You're paying for it as you go. So you right. don't have that debt. And right. in that five years, you know, you rack up five years of experience in a trade. And then you also may have your degree by that time. Or maybe it takes yeah. you six sure. years. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all for that I think hybrid that's approach. Ben's yeah. Saying, yeah, we're in a, we're no, a yeah. great time for opportunity. Don't limit yourself to a degree is the only way forward. Agreed. Right. Look at, hey, there's opportunity for me to work. Utilize the great community college system we have for a couple of years. Yeah. Utilize night school. Utilize online school. Like 
people we didn't when I went ten years ago, this stuff really wasn't quite there yet, where you could gain that knowledge and perspective on all these different fronts. But now it's there, and I think people really need to look at that. Sure. As you're starting to look at all that opportunity that's available that you discussed for the younger generation and also yourselves as those, you know, baby boomers start to retire and such, what do you tell, you know, uh, people that are your age and my age that are starting to have children and make families and, you know, their kids are starting to come up? And I know we we touched on, you know, science and technology and some of that stuff earlier, but um, what would be some advice you would give uh, to parents who want to make sure that they raise uh, aware uh, uh, children that have awareness in the space? Like, you know, what types of uh, educational things should they be working on as they're they're working towards uh, you know those types of things? If you you know you know if your little boy is like playing with trucks all the time and he loves you know excavators and you know yeah. building with Legos, how do you how do you uh, uh, what advice would you give to uh, propel them further in that type of uh, endeavor? Yeah, you know I think I would ask people to you know you got to take some of those taboo steps. You got to start talking with them when they are in high school. They're gonna you know teach them hard work, first of all, you know, I think that's the one thing that kids need to start doing is, you know, learning about, you know, work, work isn't always easy, it's going to be hard. And you don't need that, you know, <laughs> to turn 18 or 22, and then have that light switch on that you're going to go to work, you know, start teaching that them that mindset right away. And, you know, have them start looking at the financial impact their decisions. I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, one in particular, uh, Jocko podcast, and he talks a lot about how you need to have these conversations. You need to lay it out on the line. You know, this this is what your your decisions have an effect on what's going to happen next, right? Even when you're a younger kid, there, there's an opportunity for those decisions to affect you. Yeah. And you need to start looking at that. I think there's some great programs out there. Uh, our company is a big, you know, uh, proponent of junior achievement. And I teach in the junior achievement program. I think that's a first step of kids getting financial that's awareness right. and education. I think those kind of programs are things that so you should you'll, leverage. You'll come down Absolutely. to my kid's school for junior achievement day. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I'll look like a hero, and I won't have to do it. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't know. I thought it was like with you, not for you. <laughs> no, I'll go too. I'll go yeah. too. Yeah, no, I, I got that letter staff. in the mail just this week too. It was like you should come down and sign up for junior achievement and talk about your industry and all that. And I was like, yeah, when am I going to find time? But it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I think you'd find time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. came down to it. I, I know how that much mean how much that means to you. Yeah, you know, uh, we talk about hard work too. It's uh, I have this conversation with my five year old every day. <laughs> we sit at the table, and like part of our routine is you're not allowed to do anything uh, when you come home until you finish your homework. Yes, my five year old has a ton of homework. She's in an accelerated school. She comes home with three pages of math, three pages of phonograms and words, and and so last night I'm sitting there and, and we get three pages of math done, and she's like ready to check out, and I'm like, no, we got three more to go. Dad, this is so hard. So I, I, I know what it means. And I'm like, we're starting at five with homework and, and, mm -hmm. and learning what it means to sit down, pay attention and, you know, and engage in something. And sometimes you're right. It does get like hard. The kid, kid gets home at three and they're not done with their homework until nine. That's a little unfair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. School, then more school. Then after that, we're going to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least when we get done with homework, we can play with the dog. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> well, I love the programs that you yeah, guys are working on. So you getting out there and educating the younger people, and yep. you know, uh, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, do you find that you get a lot of attention when you go out and you educate people? Yeah, I think the kids. They, I think they want to hear about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they see it. I mean, you know, now with the proliferation of phones, and you know, obviously TV's been around for a long time, but 
kids at a younger and younger age, they have YouTube in their hands and they're seeing all this stuff and they're wondering, you know, how does yep. this happen? What is this? And I think they're, you know, they're really getting, uh, they're just overwhelmed by all that information. They need somebody to kind of help direct them. You know, how does that happen? How do you get that type of job? What do you, what steps do I need to be taking now, you know, to, to do that? And people need to be there, whether it's, you know, through, you know, a junior achievement style thing or, you know, mentoring programs, just, you know, having those questions being there for the kids, you know, sure. I think that's, that's what you need. I think that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, what is next for Ben Milner? Um, I think I'm looking at uh, this leadership development forum that's uh, with the ABA. I think that's a, a big learning program for me. My company's been involved with the ABA for just a couple of years, the Arizona Builders Alliance. We're going to or I'm going to be part of this. It's a collective of people who are general contractors, subcontractors, and we get together once a month and we kind of learn about our industry. We, you know, find out what's what's the hot topics of the day and we address them and case studies. And our first session was last month and we did kind of a personality, you know, assessment, you know, of what, you know, who you are. I think that those kind of concepts are coming out a lot with you right. know millennials entering the workforce. There's all these different you know things that people talk about. How do you work with different types of people, and how right. do the you know the senior generation? How do they deal with these younger people? And I think a That's lot a of these question. personality <laughs> indicators, things like this, they can show. Hey, you're strong with this aspect of your you know your abilities, and I'm strong with this. When people don't know that, they butt heads, right? And right. I think now there's all these different personality tests and things like that out there that they're really leading into, you know, how do we work together with different types of people with different interests? Well, and that's probably a big shift in, in especially the construction industry that, you know, when I, you know, uh, grew up in the 80s and you think about construction, it's like, you know, very masculine, very, you know, uh, you know, I'm the man, I'm going to go put in this work, this hard day's effort. And, you know, there probably was never really a lot of thought around, uh, you know, how people interact with each other, because it was just like these guys doing guy things. And I think that, get, get that business. And, right, yeah, right. And yeah, I think, yeah. that, I think with the attitudes and, and generational components have made change, I think, in communities where that that uh, manliness, I guess not really manliness, but that that component of it being yeah. like that is probably a little bit different. Right. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of, you know, kind of masculine, mm -hmm. you know, tendencies to what people, you know, observe from the construction industry. I think that's changing Absolutely. a lot and kind of going back to, you know, where do I want to go or what do I see myself doing to get to, you know, I don't not having that, you know, that clear goal. I have a I have a good goal for where I want to be personally. Do I have a job mm -hmm. title that I'm shooting for? Not necessarily, but you know what steps am I taking? I'm taking advantage of the leadership development forum. I'm growing myself. My company has a couple leadership programs we're getting involved with. I also want to you know volunteer around town, really grow that network, understand you know who's who in the valley in my industry, and you know that's going to give me the foundation to kind of do whatever I, I want to do, right? Sure, if sure. you build that, you do some of those things other people don't want to do. That's kind of my mantra is, hey, you know, you, you see this a lot and it's kind of the, hey, do what other people don't want to do today right. so you can do what they can't do tomorrow, <laughs> right? And it's All kind right. of my, you know, if it means, hey, there's a networking happy hour I don't really want to go to, I'm tired. Sometimes you got to go, right? right. You gotta, you I'm going to use steps. that with the team about spreadsheets. Like, all right, yeah, guys. I know you don't want to do this, but you'll but be better listen, tomorrow. If, if you, you learn this spreadsheet, <laughs> I promise you, you will have job security. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, th that's kind of where I am awesome. looking at, you know, 
just taking advantage of the opportunities that come. I think on top of that, with you know with podcasts like you guys have mm-hmm. learning about what other people are doing seeing what else is out there i think that's a, another thing that <clears> now <throat> with the proliferation of pro- podcasts as well and of you know our current you know media age yeah. there's so much you can learn out there without having to go sit in school for an extra amount of time great but if you need your if you need a way to push yourself into those networking opportunities go to school go to things that are going to push you into those right. public you know, arenas totally because it's a lot that. easier to go home and sit at home at night than it is to do anything. <laughs> you know, that's even, and while you're you sitting there, you might as well learn something. Yeah. And you know what? Yes. When you're ready for that podcast, we'll certainly help you get that done. <laughs> I'm in. You guys tell me what it, yeah, let's do it. You Absolutely. Know, I got a question though, right? We You talk about the future and like, where are you going? And I want to kind of shift gears just a little bit. And, uh, you know, we I think we mentioned this a little bit in the green room or the conference room before we did the interview. But, um, you know, again, just kind of growing up in the 80s and seeing how construction was, you know, looking into the future, there's, um, you know, like you said, media changes, technology changes, all these different things that are happening. Um, you know, I remember uh, I was an intern for a, a sprinkler fitting company just before I had left to go to the Navy. It was kind of like a, a four month side job I was doing just so I had money to spend before I got shipped off to the Navy. And uh, I remember having to roll out these giant blueprints. I'd have to put them on the floor because the, 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 uh, the bed or hood of the truck wasn't large enough for me to be able to view those. What kind of things... Uh, uh, our technology uh, uh, allowing you guys to do in the construction industry that has changed f- from my uh, inception of that or my, my experience? Yeah, uh, everything, you know. So <laughs> I've, uh, 2010, I started He's with like, Rosen. What are you talking about? I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I started with Rosen in 2010 and just, you know, what I've seen, you know, you know, on the front lines, right, is I don't even think the iPad was out yet or it had just come out, the first mm-hmm. iPad maybe right around 2010, right? And a year or two later, everybody in our, basically everybody who was a foreman, everybody who was leading somebody has had an iPad in their hand within two or three years. And that's where your drawings are. That's where your, you know, your material specifications are. That's where all these things are. Equipment inventory. You're not hauling around these huge, you know, drawings everywhere, right? Those drawings are expensive. They're, Mm. they're, they they don't change when the engineer changes something. Uh, they're they're still the same, right? And we've become a lot more efficient. We've used the we've leveraged all these technologies to do basically every task they have. Yeah. I remember when we used to do fire sprinklers, right? Sometimes you have to shoot grade on them to see oh, yeah. to make sure that they were at the the proper level, especially mm-hmm. fire risers and stuff. They have to meet you know code and. Uh, we used to have to go get a scientific calculator and this thing called a transit, right? And look yep. through it and then figure out and then do all this math, right? And then nowadays you literally just point and shoot at it and the GPS coordinates can, comes up on right. an app on your phone. I, you I, I'm like, where was this? When I was, I could have got jobs done so much faster. Yeah. I mean, there's, the there's crazy stuff going on right now. You could stand in the, a room and put on VR goggles and you could see... If maybe you're doing like a retrofit of mm-hmm. a building, you're changing it, right? And you could see, hey, here's how this building's going to be. I can still see kind of like the outlines of the the old walls or the walls that are already there. But you can see what's next, right? You can put on VR goggles. You can see a 3D model of what it's going to be. You can see if your guys installed something, 
and it's not in the right place, I mean, we're getting down to a quarter inch tolerance. Oh, so you can see all of that with in VR, VR goggles. Yeah, They'll be walking that around is cool. uh, yeah. with a spotter so they don't walk yeah, off. Yeah, Jeff a ledge and I were just talking yeah. to a guy, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. They're doing um, like all kinds of interesting training programs with VR for um, like surgeons. So instead of you, yeah. you know, getting a cadaver mm-hmm. and, you know, slicing up a body, you're in a VR environment doing the same thing, but, you know, learning, right. learning uh, hands on experience, but in a virtual world. So I never even thought about that in Should a construction. That technology just reaches out to everybody. Yeah, you know, it's not just you know to one industry. It's right. It's industry. I bet you guys are probably leveraging other uh, technologies like blockchain as well, right? And 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 keeping track of certain components of your jobs. Yeah, I so kind of kind of along those lines. What we have is we have a three D model. That's kind of that's what you're looking at in those, and it's basically what a model is is a database, right? Mm-hmm. Because all information is just data out there somewhere. Right. Whether it's 3D or not, it's all data stored somewhere, and you can see what kind of material you're putting there. You can see, you can do stuff like say, hey, how here's how much this is going to cost me to install it per foot. You can say this needs to be installed by this day, and you can have somebody going out there to check did this happen. They can put their 3D glasses on and go did this piece of material get installed by this day and how much money did that cost us and you know it's crazy the amount of data you can pump into something right you know and that you know it all comes back around that feeds our data centers you need more storage we need to build more and you know it's it's a cool cycle there yeah i know that's really cool (laughs) yeah so moving forward um what do you want people to well how can they go find you how do they learn more about you and your company yeah if you want to find my company you can go to rosenin.com uh definitely that's a good place to start you know contact us if you know whatever you're looking for if you're looking for a job if you're looking for a project if you just want to know more about us if you want to use us for you know our our services you know definitely hit up our website to find me uh, you can go to LinkedIn. That's probably the best place to find me professionally and, you know, send me a message. Let me know whatever, you know, whatever you think, whatever questions you have. You know, and that's help Ben you. Milner. Spell your last name for the uh, audience. It's actually M-L-I-N-A-R. It's Czech. So, yeah, they, right. <laughs> Ellis Island or wherever, when they came across, they, did, they didn't help me at all. Yeah. I think somebody wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's crazy. It, right. it just means Miller is all it means, okay. but in check. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. It must have been a high-volume day. Miller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Ben, you've been a fantastic guest today. I think we learned quite a bit about the industry and its changes. Yeah, a whole lot. I didn't realize how much technology was impacting right. construction. I mean, I knew people were using technology. I didn't really even even extent, contemplate right. VR or you yep. know any of those types of pieces. I know in creation of a job or whatever, you're using 3D, but I didn't think about it from a project management perspective. So that's right. definitely interesting. Thank oh, yeah. you for shedding light on that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Ben, thanks for being on the show. We appreciated having you. All right. Thanks, guys. All awesome. Right. Hey, guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the radio show today. Make sure you check us out all over social media. And uh, you go find uh, uh, rosenden.com for the uh, website for the electric company that Ben works at. And, of course, uh, at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, voiceamerica.com, Variety Channel. Stay tuned.